Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of the Steelers Stat Geek. And if you listen to the program, you're wondering, why are you seeing my face, Lance Williams's face, as the host of the Stat Geek? Well, I'm filling in for Dave Schofield and Big Bro Sco as they vacation together. Big up to the brother Sco. Big up to the editor-in-chief, the Grand Wizard the master of numbers, the master of mayhem, the oracle of the website, Dave Schofield, and big up to his brother, and big up to Mike, big up to Tony, and big up to Who's Bad, and all the podcasters and writers for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Big up also to Jeffrey Benedict. Want to tease a show that I believe me and Jeffrey are going to do tomorrow. We're going to break down Devin Bush. We're going to do that tomorrow as well. So I want to tease that a little bit as well. Make sure you check out that on the standard is the standard tomorrow. Uh, Big up to Jave, man. He said Dave got some sun and a much deeper voice and he's much more handsome as well. Uh, But Dave is getting some sun according to where he is. I don't want to divulge where he is because Dave and Big Bro Sco are in a top secret bunker hidden away and tucked away somewhere. But as you well know, the ways to contribute to the program, make sure you like the show, subscribe to the show. We're trying to get to 6,000 subscribers by the end of July. Hopefully we can get to 7,000 subscribers. I don't want to put a limit on you guys' enthusiasm about the program and the materials that we're bringing to you. So make sure you subscribe to the show. Make sure you like the show as well. If you have a particular comment that you want to bring to the top of the queue, you can always contribute through a super chat. So what I want to jump into in this particular program is the stats that the Steelers need to focus on to compete for a championship. Now, in preparation for this show, I I talked to Dave and and I want to, to just just to talk to Dave and get a sense of what he thought were the five most important metrics that attributed to winning. Meaning, if the Steelers do good in these particular five things, how this translates to winning. So I'm going to give you the five and I'm going to explain, in my opinion, why these are so efficient or or so important, I should say, when it comes to winning. The five stats are turnover margin, red zone efficiency, first downs per play. Now, I changed it a little bit from Dave because Dave was talking about first down yards, but I changed it a little bit to first downs per play. And I'll explain that because it's a bit of a different uh, graphic and a metric. And I found that online at the uh, the website and the website where I got all of my metrics. Uh, let me give you the website. It's team rankings, teamrankings.com. They do a fantastic job of tallying up all these statistics that I'm going to give to you today. And so the other one is third down offense and third down, third down defense. So I think when you look at turnover margin and that's plus minus, that's the amount of turnovers you generate minus the amount of turnovers that you give up. And so if you're positive, that means you're generating more turnovers than you're giving up. So for instance, the Patriots, I believe, were a plus 21 last year. They were first in the National Football League. Now, I'm not going to give you what the plus minus was for the Steelers. I'm just going to give you their ranking. And for all these stats, I'm just going to give you their rankings for the particular statistics. Now, of course, with turnover margin, every one of these stats, 
affects the scoreboard. And that's how I look at stats. Whatever are the stats that impact the score the most are the most important. Score meaning your ability to score points. So when you look at turnover margin, if you can get extra possessions for your offense, particularly if you have an offense like the Chiefs or you have an offense like the Niners last year or Baltimore, the more possessions you give a high potent offense like that, the more likelihood you are going to score points. Now, in the case of the Steelers, they got five turnovers in the 49er game. However, they were not able to convert those to scores. But the thought is why turnover margin is so important is you get extra opportunities for your offense and you take away opportunities from the opposing team's offense. When you turn an opposing team over, you removed a possession in which they could score, hence the importance of turnover margin. The second stat is red zone efficiency. When you get in the red area, and red zone efficiency is, is, is measured in the NFL by touchdowns that you score in the red zone. Now, in terms of turnover margin, the Steelers were ranked eighth. In red zone efficiency in 2019, the Steelers ranked 32nd. They were the worst team in the National Football League in red zone efficiency. So when they got in the red area in their opportunities, they did not transfer those opportunities into touchdowns. Now, I could have taken a look at red zone attempts, but Dave wanted me to look at red zone efficiency. I would suspect that the Steelers were probably dead last and red zone opportunities as well. So they weren't getting a lot of opportunities, and the opportunities that they did get in the red zone, they were not converting those into touchdowns. Now, in terms of first down per play, now this is a little bit of a different stat. Now, it is the number of plays that it takes for you to get a first down. So let me give you an example. In the Patriots game last year, and I wanted to look at that particular game because that is a game that Big Ben Roethlisberger played. I did not, to, to give you guys a very good example, what up, Pyru? What up, Panero's 5, Pyru? What up, Pyru on Bloods? What's happening with you? Um, so I wanted to look at the Patriots game, and I wanted to look at that because that was Big Ben, and I thought that would be the best way to sort of illustrate it. Now, in that game, the Patriots ran 67 plays, and they got 24 first downs. It took the Patriots in that game 2.8 plays to generate a first down. In that same game, the Steelers had 15 first downs, and they ran 61 plays. It took the Steelers 4.1 plays to generate a first down. So you can clearly see with that particular stat, you want to generate you want it to take fewer plays to generate a first down. And big up to Lynn Fenwick from the UK. Thank you for chiming in. Love it when we have fans, international fans chiming into the show. Big up to you and big up to my de facto co-host. Alfred Fujisaki, and hopefully Alfred spread the great word of the Behind the Still Curtain podcast to a zillion fans. Hopefully Alfred is a super spreader for BehindTheStillCurtain.com. So when you look at that stat, 
A great offense is one that is taking a minimal amount of plays to generate first downs. What this sort of translates to is you're possessing the ball, you're getting yards in big chunks, and those yards are probably turning to scores. Now, in terms of first downs per play, the Steelers were 30th in 2019. Now, in 2018 with Big Ben, and this is a great factor of the Ben Roethlisberger effect, they were fifth. So that is clearly a stat that they want to improve. I think third down offense is self-explanatory. The Steelers ranked 27th in the National Football League. You want to convert third downs. The more third downs you convert, the more you possess the ball, the more opportunities you will get into the red area, and hopefully the more opportunities you will score. If you have a very bad third down offense, that is going to severely impact your ability to score points. On the flip side, the last stat is third down defense. The Steelers were ranked sixth. They were very good in that area. And of course, on third down defense, if you're getting teams off the field, they're not scoring touchdowns and they're not beating you. They're not scoring as many points. So again, let me go through the first five. The five, again, not the first five, the five, I should say. Turnover margin, Steelers ranked eighth. And this is all from last year. Red zone efficiency, they were 32nd. I'm going to argue for red zone attempts. I'm going to argue that they probably were dead last or, or 30, 30, or ranked 30th or, or, or below 30 at least. Um, first down per play, they were 30th. Third down offense, they ranked 27th. Third down defense. Now, I wanted to give you guys some context in terms of how important these particular stats are. When you look at the playoff teams for 2019, Ravens, Chiefs, Patriots, Texans, Bills, Titans, Niners, Packers, Saints, Vikings, Seahawks, and Eagles, their turnover margin ranked eighth. So the Steelers are right there in terms of turnover margin. So if they could keep their turnover margin to eighth in this 2020-2021 season, they will be right there aligned with the average turnover margin for playoff teams in 2019. So, I, and, I, and the last thing I want to juxtapose it against is the Kansas City Chiefs, because I think it's always important that you look at the reigning champion and see how you measure up in each category with them. Now, if you look at the Chiefs, and, and, and we have to talk about the Patrick Mahomes deal just a little bit. Uh, before we get off the show, I know that's Chiefs football and not Steeler football, but I'm just fascinated by that deal. The Chiefs in turnover margin were seven. Now, imagine how good that Chiefs offense and their turnover margin is seven. Just imagine the impact of giving that offense extra possessions. Now, in terms of red zone efficiency, the average red zone efficiency for the playoff teams was nine. The Steelers, obviously at 32, have to improve on that number. And in 2018, when Ben Roethlisberger was the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the starting quarterback of the Steelers, they were number one in the National Football League in terms of red zone efficiency. So we can see just in first downs per play, and the next stat that I'm going to break down to you, first downs per play and red zone efficiency, you can see the Ben effect. But it's still not apples to apples 
because you don't have the same personnel. Now, Jave Man asked, isn't there a value in points off of turnovers? Because while we caused a ton of turnovers last year, it seemed like the offense went three and out after getting the ball. I'm sure there is. You know, I'm sure there is um, a stat like that, and we could easily figure it out. We just did not have the time to break that down, but it, you can easily figure it out. It's points off of turnovers. And you could see in the 49er game, although they got the five turnovers, I don't think they generated any points off of the five turnovers. So, and let me just check what I put out there in terms of uh, of red zone efficiency um, in 2018. And I'm pretty sure that the Steelers were number one in the National Football League because that was the year I believe Randy Feetner was the first time coordinator for the Steelers. And they did a fantastic job in the red area. It was the best that I remember that they had ever been in, 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 in Ben Roethlisberger's tenure as the quarterback. Yes, they were number one in red zone scoring percentage last year. They scored on 74% of their red zone attempts last year. So they were fantastic in 2018. And, and, and that and that is a good sign, uh, a harbinger of things to come when Ben Roethlisberger returns. Although the personnel will be different, just compare that 70-ish percent number to only scoring on 35% of their red zone attempts in 2019. So you could see the drastic effect of Ben Roethlisberger not being the quarterback, and you could just see how their po points per game drop-off would be so significant with Ben Roethlisberger not being there. Now, in terms of first downs per play, and in looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, when you look at red zone efficiency, they were only 11, and the, probably they were only 11 because it, it didn't have too much of a damage on how many points they scored per game because they were scoring in big chunks. I mean, they were scoring in big chunks. And I bet if you tease their red area out to the 30-yard line, their red zone efficiency would go up because they were probably 30 yards to the end zone. That was their red area, and they were probably absolutely dangerous in it. Now, in terms of the first down per play, the average first downs per play was 11. So the average ranking was 11. So those teams did a very good job in minimizing the number of plays that they needed to run to get a first down. Again, the Steelers were 30th. They were fifth in 2018. If you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, and this is where it comes to the big playability of the Kansas City Chiefs, they were number one in the National Football League in terms of first downs per play. It took them the fewest amount of plays by percentage to convert first downs. So that's what you want. You want an explosive offense. And you want to, like, you know, you want a big play. You want to get a 50-yard play. Presumably, that's five first downs. And so you're flipping the field on big plays. So that illustrates their big playability. Again, the Steelers were 30th, but you could think that they were fifth in 2018, and the return of Ben Roethlisberger will improve that. In terms of third-down offense, the average of the teams that made the playoffs last year was 10.7. I did not take a look at what they were um, in, in terms of third down offense when Ben Roethlisberger was the quarterback in 2018. But I am presuming that it was probably way better than it was um, in, in 2019. And, and that's an easy statement to make. And in fact, while I'm talking to you guys, I can look at it right there. And what we're seeing across the board with these metrics is that the improvement may just come from the fact that Ben Roethlisberger is back. And this should make Steeler fans very happy because 
with him being back and looking at their third down offense, the Steelers were sixth in 2018. They converted 44.4% of their third down attempts. So you can see that coupled with the Steelers' dominant defense, if it comes back and plays to the same level, when you bring Ben Roethlisberger back, you can see the red zone efficiency is going to be up. They were one in 2018. In terms of first downs per play, they were fifth in 2018. In terms of third down offense, I believe I said that they were sixth in 2018. So you can see the Ben Roethlisberger effect. And thank you for the correction, Jave Man. Jave Man said, I believe that the Steelers got three points in the 49ers game off of turnovers. Um, so you can see right there, the Ben Roethlisberger effect is real, and that will be significant next year. And that's kind of like, duh, we know that the Ben Roethlisberger effect is real, but you can really see it when you start charting out these metrics and you start juxtaposing it against where the playoff teams were. So if the playoff team ranking for red zone efficiency, let me start with turnover margin, was eighth. The Steelers are right there at eighth. Red zone efficiency. The Steelers were one under Ben Roethlisberger. The playoff teams averaged nine. In terms of first down per play, the playoff teams averaged 11. Their ranking was, their average ranking was 11. The Steelers were fifth in 2018. In terms of third down offense, the ranking, the average ranking of the playoff teams was 10.7. The Steelers were sixth. So right in the key statistics that Dave and myself, we identified for success and for a championship run, the Steelers are right there when it comes to those averages. And the last one is third down defense. The Steelers were ranked sixth, and the average ranking of the playoff teams was 12.2. Now, in terms of third down offense, the Chiefs were second, and their third down defense was 10th. I mean, the Chiefs were just dynamic on offense. I mean, they were getting turnovers. First down per play, they ranked first. Third down offense, they were second. I mean, I mean that it's hard to beat a team, and their third down defense was 10th, and they're getting turnovers. That's kind of the magic elixir in the formula. You look at the Chiefs, they were above the average in every metric. So were the Ravens, and so were the 49ers, except in turnover margin. So you can kind of see when you put these key statistics out there, you can see that the playoff teams were probably about right. One of the anomalies of the playoff teams were probably the Bills and the Houston Texans. Across the board, those teams were very inconsistent statistically, and I think they were helped by playing in the divisions that they played in. But you can see in these five statistics, turnover margin, red zone efficiency, first down per play, third down offense, and third down defense, the Steelers were really bad in 2019, but Hopefully, with Ben Roethlisberger returning in those offensive metrics of efficiency, first down per pass, first down per play, not per pass play, excuse me, and third down offense, the Steelers are right there. And if the defense stays there, it's a nice mix of where the Steelers could be in this upcoming season. So I want to jump into the live chat and jump into some of your questions and open it up. If you guys have questions, I want to jump through some of your your comments and let me jump into this comment from Alfred Futasaki only the Cowboys 
Raiders and Falcons had a top 12 ranking on third down conversion and didn't make the playoffs in 2019. And, and, and that goes to the importance of that statistic. If you can convert third downs, presumably that's going to give you more opportunities in the red area. The more opportunities you get into the red area, the more opportunities you are going to have the ability to score. To Albert Fujisaki's point, the Steelers converted only 34% of their third down attempts in 2019 as compared to 44.5 in 2018. That's the Ben Roethlisberger effect. Again, it, it seems simple, but statistically, and I know they had A.B. in that year, uh, but if you plop in Ben Roethlisberger, you are going to see significant improvements in this offense. How much is the question, but you're going to see significant um, improvement and it's a major it, it's a wonder that the Steelers were eight and eight as bad as they were on offense let me jump into um, a couple more uh, questions here sorry for your internet access Dave Shipley he says his internet access is bad uh, sorry for that uh, let me jump into some more comments um, let me jump into another comment from my co-host, Albert Fujisaki. He said, hey, Lance, if you had to add one last stat to improve, would it be punting net average or average return yards out of our off to put our offense in a better position or defense? Um, I would say return yards. Um, I, 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 I would say return yards. I would want a better return game to give the Steelers offense shorter field to score points. Um, but I understand the flip side to that. I, I just think right now where the game is, you want extra possessions. You want better field position because good passing games cannot be defensed consistently or they're hard to defense consistently. So anything that gives an advantage to the offense, um, you know, that's pretty much where I am with it. And yes, I it does seem like I am giving Big Ben props and kudos. Yes, I am. Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Fame quarterback, and you can clearly see in these statistics just how much a very good quarterback impacts your ability to win football games. And I'm not saying anything that anyone else doesn't know. And to Alfred's point, he talked about an additional metric. I, I, would, I would add red zone defense. I would add red zone defense in there as a critical metric is how often are you converting a team's red zone attempts to, to field goals and not giving up touchdowns, um, you know, and how many red zone attempts are you giving up in general? So red zone defense would be another key statistic because, you know, that's keeping points off the board. And of course, red zone offense is putting points on the board. So, you know, I want to thank Dave for giving me those stats because I think those are key. And I think there is a path to improving those statistics. And that's Ben Roethlisberger returning. The Steelers defense did lose the grave digger Javon Hargrave. But, you know, I think that defense is still slotted to be very dominant. Uh, moving forward. So I think if Ben Roethlisberger can come back healthy, I mean, I mean, that's where it is. I mean, that is the big question with this football team is one COVID. How are you going to prepare your football team? How are you going to get your rookies ready? You know, how are you going to do those things? How are you going to keep your team safe? I think that is the elephant in the room for every team, but that's an issue for every team. 
The other thing is Ben Roethlisberger and his health. Is he going to stay healthy? How are you going to manage his health? Because with a healthy Ben Roethlisberger, I think we see on the offensive side that it's going to change this team considerably. Let me jump into a comment from Devin Young. Third down defense would be a great stat as well. How often is a team getting off the field? I I, I agree. And, and I think you could make a point there for all of these. Well, I did act, I, I did say third down defense. I'll say that. I did say third down defense. That was my last stat. I kind of glossed over it. I'm sorry about that. But the Steelers did rank sixth in the National Football League in third down defense. So if they can keep that there, where the average of the playoff team's ranking was 12 and the Chiefs were 10. So I think the Steelers are right there when it comes to third down defense, getting teams off the field. You're absolutely right, Devin, but I did include that stat. Let me add a comment from Vodka Drinker. Explosive plays, giving up 20-yard plays given up by defense and 20-yard plays made by, by our offense. Though that's an important that's important as well. You don't want to give up chunk plays. You know, you don't want to give up chunk plays and giving up chunk plays is a stat that specifically can alter first downs per pass play when you give up chunk plays. Because if I'm not right, correct me if I'm wrong. If you throw, uh, you know, like when Juju scored, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm I'm just going to say it out loud Um, when Juju scored. The touchdown against, I believe, was Detroit Lions from the Ben Roethlisberger pass from the end zone. They actually did not get a first down on that play. Um, If I'm wrong, let me know. I'm pretty sure that they did not get a first down on that play. So they got almost 100 yards on one play, and they weren't credited for any first downs. So that's that's kind of an interesting anomaly that can alter – a first down and yards play because you could get a bunch of chunk yards on the one play, but struggle to get a bunch of first downs on the other plays and it could affect your metrics. So, um, I mean, I, I think that's an issue there. Um, let me jump into, um, and vodka drinker. Is that from Lord of the Rings in the background? Um, I want to know what your, uh, what that is, that looks like L-O-T-R. That looks like Lord of the Rings or something. So if you want to uh, chime in on what your 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 uh, your image is in the background, let us know. Um, let me give it to a last comment from Alfred. He said, uh, Alfred Fujisaki, he said, Lance, do you think this defense and offense are equally matched or is one unit better than the other if there are healthy and firing on all cylinders? Oh, absolutely. The defense is absolutely better. Uh, the defense is absolutely better. So, so vodka drinker said death card. I'm assuming that's a band or a game. No need for any further explanation, but clearly, um, I think the defense is much better than the offense. They just got way more talent. I mean, just way more talent. You've got first rounders littered all over the board. You got TJ, you got Minka, you got Cam, you got, you got three first team, all pro guys. The defense is better. Um, the, the defense is absolutely better. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's, I, I think it's absolutely on the defensive side. They're better. Um, Devin asked, and that's Devin Young asked, how important do you believe time of possession is? I don't think time of, of possession is important at all. Um, in the past, I think it was important because how about, how about this? I wouldn't care if the Steelers possessed the ball for 15 minutes and ran let's say 35 plays if they scored touchdowns on eight of the 35 
if they threw a bomb on eight plays and scored on eight big plays and scored 56 points and possessed it 15 minutes. I think the Peyton Manning offenses of the Indianapolis Colts, when you saw how they were efficient offensively, I think it rendered the time of possession stat moot. Um, because if you have the ball for a ton and you don't score touchdowns, what does it matter? So I think time of possession is a little bit overrated. Not a little bit overrated. It is absolutely overrated. Overrated. I think that's an old school stat that does, has not proven the test of time because you can get chunks. And like James Cowball said, the St. Louis Rams, uh, the greatest show on turf, were the example of that. They got so many big plays that time of possession was rendered moot and it, and it didn't matter. So give me time of possession. Uh, excuse me, give me big plays over time of possession. I'm sorry, I was reading one of the comments and and paused a little bit there. Uh, Vodka Drinker confirmed what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure that there was not a first down but on the hundred yard score for Juju or it's like 99. So that that's, that's kind of a weird kind of way that the NFL does it. I mean, you get a first down, although, you know, you could travel 40 yards, but you're just going to get one first down for the 40 yards. You know, you're not going to get credited for getting four first downs because you traveled 40 yards. You're just going to get one first down. So that can kind of throw off the first down stat that I included. But, but this has been fun, everybody. You know, I'm going to keep it pretty short. I'm going to keep it pretty short. I know it's early. I want to thank everybody for jumping in the live chat. If you are in the live chat, make sure you like the program. I want to thank you guys for all your contributions. Again, I want to say a big shout out to Lynn Fenwick from jumping with us from the UK. Again, I want to make sure that the nation takes care of the nation, that everybody in the nation is safe. But I think in looking back before I conclude the program, and thank you, James, for correcting me. It was 97 yards. I know it was a long way. Juju was flying. Um, but I think there is a very positive picture that can be painted from the stats that I presented that Ben Roethlisberger is going to directly affect red zone efficiency, first downs per play, and third down offense. And I think we all assume that the defense, even if it drops a little bit, is still going to be a very good unit, particularly if people stay healthy, that if you mix Ben Roethlisberger into any type of offense, it's going to be better. They're going to score more points. The magic number to me on points is I think you have to average 27 or above. Oh, oh, let me jump into it. Oh, let me jump. Let me jump into it. And thanks, Devin, for reminding me. Devin, I, I, at the top of the program, I wanted to jump into, and I'm glad I'm doing it at, at, at the end of the program. Um, I wanted to jump into a little bit of Patrick Mahomes' deal. And I think we're all aware that Patrick Mahomes signed a monstrous deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I want to thank the guys on OverTheCap.com that broke the deal down. And I, I think there's a little – and this is – I want to use this as a way, as a platform to educate people on the salary cap. Now, I think a lot of times salary cap reporting – um, for contracts is done haphazardly. I bet you that all of you would be amazed that Patrick Mahomes' percentage of his cap is still, after signing the deal, 
2.4% of the cap. Patrick Mahomes counts only 5.3 million against the cap in 2020. Now, in 2021, he's getting a guarantee of 22.8 million, but his salary cap hit is still only 24.8 million, which is 11.5% of their cap. Now, it starts to bump up in 2022, 2023, 2024. But here's a very interesting number. Next year, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the, the cap number for, for, for the Pittsburgh Steelers for Ben Roethlisberger is roughly 41 million. Patrick Mahomes, when he's 28 years of age, his cap number does not get to 42.4 million until one, two, three, four, until the fourth year of the deal. And that's 17.6% of the cap. But we don't know what the cap will be in 2023. So presumably it could be a far lesser percentage of the cap. This Patrick Mahomes deal is monstrous, but it's structured in a way in which the Kansas City Chiefs will still have the ability to build a solid roster behind Patrick Mahomes for the next three seasons. Because even in 2022, his cap hit is 31.4, which is still way less than the $41 million cap hit from Ben Roethlisberger. So his cap charge in 2020, 2021, and 2022 is 5.3, 24.8, and 31.4. So I say all that to say it's how you structure a deal, which is what you want to concentrate on. The way the media is going to report it, they're going to report huge numbers. So you get so you get the number and you see it in your head, wow, 500 million, but you have to dig into the granularity of the contract and see how it's structured to see what the impact is. So that's why I said on a couple of shows ago that the 41 million that Ben is going to charge to the cap means he is going to get an extension. That's why the window for the Pittsburgh Steelers remains, I think, you know, fairly large because I think Ben is going to get an extension, play until he's about 42, and they're going to create space to keep this championship defense together with Ben Roethlisberger. So the proof is in the pudding and how it's structured, not the big headline number. And um, Ryan O'Toole says, it is crazy. No human is worth that kind of money. Seriously, how much higher can quarterback salaries go? His mid-contracts are beyond insane. I'll just say this, and I'm, and I'm going uh, to post the link of where I'm looking at Patrick Mahone's contract. If you see it in there, you can click the link. Look at it this way, Ryan. If the Chiefs are willing to pay him that much, how much are the Chiefs making? That that's how you have to frame it. If I can give you that much, and you know, Ryan is absolutely right. When you go, when he's 32, I mean, his cap charges are 59, 44, 44, 50, 52. But that 41 million number, I I I have to, I, I'm gonna think that you know, I think that I mean the cap's gonna be astronomical in 2026. So that's the only thing with this deal going out so long. Is with the cap being, you don't know what the cap is going to be, and you don't know what contracts are going to be. But man, forty-two million per 
And those years, those roster bonuses of 38-9, 38-9, 38-9. I mean, in 2027, he has a roster bonus of $49.4 million. Now, of course, he has to be on a team to get it. But good Lord, getting $60 million? Hey, but it's all about the teams. If you can pay it, if you can pay a guy that much, how much are the teams making? And the teams are making hand over fist, hand over fist. And like Steelers, Frank said it, capitalism, baby. He is getting paid because the NFL is making bank. Steelers freak is absolutely right. So as I say, and I grew up saying in my neighborhood, don't hate the player, hate the game. Don't hate the player, hate the game. And to James's Cowboys point, the pandemic killed next year's cap. Not yet. Let's wait and see. I suspect they're not going to have fans, but they're going to sell every inch of real estate in that building as ads. They're going to tarp it down like English Premier League and sell ads everywhere and make up a large part of that revenue. So if that happens, the cap won't be killed or crushed. But football is going to be all right. So with that, we're going to conclude the program. I want to thank everybody for jumping in. Make sure the nation keeps the nation safe. Man, wear your mask, socially distance, be safe. Um, and take care of your neighbor and the nation, keep the nation safe. And with that, we're going to conclude the program. And as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe.